Welcome to the Small Business Surgeon Podcast, the show where we dissect the businesses of top producers, examine their growth strategies, and share with you the bare bones of their success. I am your host, Samuel Smith, and I'm glad you're here. Let's operate. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to another episode of the Small Business Surgeon Podcast. And guys, this is a special one. It's a special one for me, and I'm hoping it is a special one for y'all as well, because today I'm joined by the director of executive coaches in the Apex program. He is the best-selling author of the book, Becoming Iconic, none other than Chris Whitehead. Chris, welcome to the show, man. I'm so pleased you're here. Sam, thank you very much for having me on your show. And I tell you what, I'm excited. Uh, the level of questions will only be lifted by the level of answers. So hopefully it just brings better questions, brother. <laughs> I'm just going to take a break right now and Google some questions. Well, well, <laughs> no, man, this is what's great about what you're doing. And, you know, I've been following you as a fan from afar and as well as one of the coaches. So I get to dabble into what you guys are doing. But what's awesome about you is that you tell the truth. You don't hide it. And that level of transparency and authenticity is not only what produces success, especially right now in today's market, Mm -hmm. it's what produces results for people very quickly because you are willing to be vulnerable and share the real struggle. Yeah, that comes from tuning in to guys in the industry and talking to other business owners and realizing that um, every single one of us is struggling and 90% of us are lying about it to ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, and you told me uh, before we got on air, and I, I always cut up a little bit with the guests before we start, but you, you told me that uh, you're 48 years old now and yep. you're just starting to see everything come into this alignment and all these dreams start to work out. What was the previous 48 years like? Because you've got like just so much experience. I mean, I yeah, just want to so- dig into that journey and what it took to get you over the top, man. So like a lot of people, right, I had this idea of the American dream. I had the idea of who Superman is, you know, and I wanted to be the astronaut or the president. And I didn't really define who that superstar was, but, you know, I wanted to be special, right? Right. So my generation of Generation X people are your special. We're also the generation that our parents said, fuck you here, you get to do all the work and you're not going to get recognized for any of it, you know, Yeah, Uh, because- my grandparents' generation, they were the depression era babies. They Mm -hmm. went through World War II. And then, you know, the baby boomers came in and they were me, 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 me. And those were our parents. And then the next generation, my generation were just doers. And we were the first latchkey kids and and all the divorce started happening after that and everything. So me growing up, I fell into not only that, but I also helped raise my brothers and my sister. Um, And, you know, I go to college to pursue that, you know, American dream. And I didn't know who I wanted to be. I knew I wanted to play baseball, but you know, that first year I ended up taking a crow hop in center field and throwing the ball and it dribbled past second base because I had tendonitis in my shoulder. And now I have to go to school for grades or for a profession. (laughs) I thought I was going to be a professional baseball player. Yeah. And and that, that led me into partying way too hard and trying new drugs that I didn't even know existed you know, they weren't, they aren't crazy to anybody on here, but to me being a little, you know, clean cut kid from Southern Virginia, I didn't know anything about that stuff. And, you know, 
all I knew is that I was desperately unhappy and I wasn't fitting into the mold very well. And now that we're parents and we have kids that are in college and, and I've seen, you know, some of our kids kind of go through that same struggle. I realize that it's a universal struggle. It, it's not because I was this or because you're mm -hmm. that or anything like that. It's if you're in a process of trying to understand what your purpose is here on earth or what it is you're meant to do, you're going to have to ask yourself some really tough questions. So over the last 20, almost yeah, 28 years. So when, when I turned 20 is when it really, the questions really began. And then I started business at 24. And that's when the questions started to become really pointed. And I thought, hey, let me just open up this little remodeling company. And that mm -hmm. kind of was a, um, a catchphrase for anything you will pay me to do around your home. <laughs> um, it wasn't a business. It was just pay me money and I'll show up. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a crew of people with me and, I, and it went down this process of trying to build a real company and a real business. Well, that was, that was pre internet days. Mm -hmm. um, I, if I sold a deck job and I didn't know how to build a deck, I had to go into a Lowe's and pick up a black and Decker book and yeah. read the instructions on and, building a deck and then put the book back before you had to pay for the book. Amen. And, and, I, and there were plenty of times where I rented, quote unquote, um, equipment from Lowe's or Home Depot because I knew I could take it back when I was done. That's how broke I was. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and so there was a there was a period of life called survival. And then in 2006, the economy started changing and we were just starting to become what I call successful, meaning we had business year round and right. we weren't, you know, because before business would stop around November, Thanksgiving time and pick back up again when the snow melted in April. Yeah. And so I had to learn how to survive for four months or so and lay everybody off. And it was, you know, fun and painful all at the same time, but we just started to get successful. And then 2006 hit and the little rumble. And then by 2009, I could, I didn't know how to sell jobs. So I shut it down. I moved a thousand miles. I got divorced. I moved a thousand miles away from my family, whom I was a major caretaker of uh, all my friends, all my clients. And I moved to New Hampshire where I knew no one and I started a job. And so my mindset in 2009, I'm 36 years old, is I will be the best employee. I finally matured enough in my life to work for somebody else and to be a damn wow. good employee. So you started a salary job after 12 years of being self-employed. Yep. A, a commission, a, a commission sales job. How did that feel? And so I was selling super high-end remodeling to people that lived in multi-million dollar homes and I was living in an apartment. It, it made my palms sweat, bro. Um, I, I was selling yeah. to married couples. They were coming in. I was loving on the husband and the wife. I was being a mini counselor, <laughs> helping them massage two to $300,000 out of their bank accounts to mm -hmm. build this dream thing. And at the end of the night, I would go home to a bottle of liquor because that was the only dream I had. And it was, it was excruciatingly painful. Um, somehow, some way over that three-year period of time, you know, my boss, God bless him. He's just trying to figure out the economy himself, probably. But our commission structure kept getting changed. And when you're doing big deals and the commission structure changes at the last month after four months of working with somebody, yeah. you end up losing 20 grand. So we're, I just started realizing I'm not in control of my destiny. And so I remember I was dating Robin at the time. She's my wife now. And she said, um, well, maybe what you should do is you should start a remodeling company again. And I said, do not cuss me. <laughs> anything but that and uh so in 2015 i started a remodeling company again 
And, uh, and I had already been selling online funnels and websites and stuff like that. So we started New England Custom Remodeling, and it's now a multi-million dollar remodeling company. We have 100% organic leads. Um, you know, in that process, I was still searching personal development in a big way mm-hmm. and talking to people all over the world, selling personal coaching as well as professional business coaching. And it just so happened two years ago that um, we were very successful in remodeling, but my little brother, Jonathan Loudermilk reached out to me and he said, you need to join this group called Apex. And I said, all right. He said, it's three grand. I said, all right. And I just gave the money. I didn't know Drewby, didn't know anybody. I I knew Ryan, knew who he was. And I joined. And within three months, I moved to the executives. And another six months later, I become an executive coach. And then a month after that, I became the director of executive coaches. And, you know, as of a week, a week ago today, we moved into our, you know, it's a multi-million dollar home and um, my dreams are coming true. My relationship with Robin is, I mean, we're human. It's not perfect, but it's better than I could have ever guessed it. Um, Iconic Alliance, my business with coaching is doing extremely well and more important than the money because I've realized this now. And you probably did too. Sam, like my goal for my business life was to make a lot of money. And I, it was so many years of not making a lot of money that that was hard. I kept struggling, right? Every day, grind, grind, make the money, make the money. Dude, I think we're financially set for the rest of our lives. And a big lull came after that for a minute in my heart, because I was like, I've been struggling for that one for a lot of years, right? What's next. And I'm telling you what's next. And this is what I love. This ain't about me, man. I'm here to help other people not have to spend as much time as me in that kind of pain. If I'd have just known what I know now and where to access the help, how to follow, who to listen to the syndicate of people that I want to put around me to watch other people become successful and to truly be leaders in their business, not just making money, but a leader so that we can build more leaders. I have a purpose for the rest of my life and that transcends the money, bro. Cause I can make the money now. I I have the magic button um, that we all, (laughs) so do you. Yeah. Um, Yeah. We have the ability because of our network and because of the business practices that we all use to produce income. But now it's, I get to go evangelize being what integrity really means. And that helps me to become a better human being for the people around me, for all my clients, for my friends. And then to watch all of you all do the same thing. We have hundreds of people that are standing up and becoming leaders. What happens when it becomes a thousand? What happens when it becomes Mm 10,000? And I'm excited to spend the rest of my life building that as a legacy for my children and my children's children and yours too, you know? It, it's so weird when that happens and I'm just now experiencing it. You know, I was happily retired at 36 and <clears throat> completely miserable in every other aspect of my life, except for money. And, um, you know, now I'm just getting to the point again where I can look up and go, well, shit, the bills are paid everything's okay. What's my purpose now? And I found more and more, especially through starting this podcast, my purpose is very similar to yours. It's to stop other people having to go through the, the wade through the, the waist deep shit that we went through. It's like, Hey, you can, you can avoid this by just doing this. You know, nobody's, yeah. 
nobody tells you it in school man and so it's uh it, it's really it's really something to be at this point um man i got so many questions for you but i don't know that we should do questions man i just wonder if we shouldn't just have a conversation and just keep talking um yeah because whatever whatever works man so many questions um did did you always want to be like an entrepreneur or was it just coming out of college you were like man i can't do this i've got to go i've got to go work for myself or was that just all right all right so here's how it worked right so i thought i was going to play baseball from the age of five that's all i did baseball 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 we didn't go on vacation because of baseball right oh wow i go to college and i throw my arm out the very first semester of the very first year uh -uh. and like so i go out and i play golf and the ball goes 250 yards that way and 250 yards that way and i'm like well i could learn this but mm -hmm. i didn't think i was going to play pro but I'm, I'm trying to go to these classes and i'm looking at these people stuff information into their heads and i'm like what are you going to do with that and i didn't understand sitting behind a desk i didn't understand like I just, my, my brain was on baseball. So for me, I, um, I was working at a radio shack at about a hundred hours a week. I'd just become a manager and a lady comes you in. You totally she, just dated yourself then, by the way. Sorry, dude. Sorry, I, it what? is what it is. <laughs> so radio, radio, radio shack, shack. I will say it again, people. They used to, they used to sell antique electronics there. <laughs> <laughs> for, for like 300% Marco. And, um, so anyway, I, um, you know, I was working in the store and a lady comes in and goes, I want you to come to a meeting. There's this uh, company called Amway. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and I go to the meeting and they start drawing all these little circles. And I'm like, and at the end of it, it's like, you're a millionaire. And I'm like, sign me up. <laughs> and so I start going to these meetings, but I can't figure out how I'm going to build this thing and work a hundred hours a week at this job. Mm -hmm. So I go, you know what? I think I can mow lawns and make enough as much money as I'm making at Radio Shack. And I'll build a business on the side. Well, I'm flipping through the yellow pages in the back of the office and I, I'm calling realtors up and I call a realtor and he goes, I don't need a lawn mode, but I need a countertop put in. And I was yeah. like, fine, I'll put a countertop in. I have no, I have no clue how to put a countertop <laughs> in. So like I go, I do the same thing. I go to Lowe's, I pick up a book on how to put the countertop in. We do uh -huh. the job that uh -huh. leads to a roofing job that leads to a painting job that blah, 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 blah. And the next thing you know, I'm an entrepreneur and the one thing that I found that I was always really good at is um, when when it came time for everybody else to run away from the fire, I run into it. It's just who I am. Like if you're burning in the fire, I just go in and save Sam. I don't even think about it, right? Right. Um, and I realized that that is a commodity as a leader inside of a business that I can uh, lean on. And I did it as a small, tiny little business owner really, really well. The downside was uh, all the employees that I hired were 10 and $15 an hour employees. And I'm trying to create owner mentality with it. Mm. And we're underselling our services because I don't understand business. I don't understand anything. I just understand there was no deck there. There's now a deck there. Give me money. You know? That's a and, super um, common problem though. Let's touch on yeah. that for a second because sure. I get asked fairly frequently, like, how do I find good talent? Well, you know, when I've got a job that, that needs 10 to $15 an hour guys, how do you find a 10 to $15 an hour guy to fit into your company and, and turn him into what you need? Because most 10 to $15 an hour guys get paid that because that's what they're worth. So right now we have a couple 10 to 50, we have a couple $15 an hour guys in our company. Mm -hmm. They are first year college students. Yeah. 
that I do not expect to do anything more than 20 to 30 hours a week of hauling debris from the upstairs to the downstairs. If they want to lean in and become a professional, we have a course, a, a projected course for them to take, but that's not my talent pool. Right. There was a specific time. And so we have, and, and this is the answer to your question. How do you do it? Uh, we have core values in our company, mm -hmm. right? Um, they are integrity, information, innovation, and income. Income is our fourth one, because if you're not interested in making income, you can't be a part of what I do mm -hmm. because I'm looking for people that, that value their, their expertise for money. Um, and when you start looking, when you make the decision as a business owner that you're willing to hire top talent, then you're willing to pay workers comp on that talent. Then you're willing to pay the suit of FUDA on top of that talent unemployment. Yeah. Then you're willing to make sure that you warranty it. Then you're making sure that they have uniforms and vehicles and tools mm -hmm. that starts to build what your uh, profitability needs to actually look like just to afford it next month's payroll. Right. Yes. Yeah. And, and that is how you, that's a lesson in itself. Shit. Learning that and figuring out what do I want my company to look like? How much is it going to cost? And where do my prices have to be to even back into this shit? Most of us yep. is like, but you just start out. Oh, you need a deck. I'll do a deck. 300 bucks. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. And, and, and so over the years before we had the proliferation of this kind of information, it was little bits and pieces of this information that would be aha moments, man. I just, you know, I remember the first, like, you know, I don't know why these guys won't show up. And it's like, well, I pay them 15 an hour and my competition's paying them $30 an hour. Mm -hmm. And the immediate aha in my head was, fuck, I can't afford to pay anybody 30. Dude, Chris, why are you thinking so small? There are clients out here that will pay that. Mm -hmm. And so there were little light bulb moments that went off and each one of those allowed me to go from where I perceived I wanted to be backtracking to where I am. And each one of those steps was like, oh, and then when you talk to a client or prospective client and they go, well, why is your price this? You go, well, because of this, because of this, because of this, because of this. And that's not as important because what you get from it is this mm -hmm. and the right client will go, yeah, I want that. Well, that's what, that's what this costs then. And, and so now there's no Ben Franklin clothes. There's no light bulb, you know, light switch clothes or Columbo. What's a Ben, what's a ben Franklin clothes, man? We keep throwing ben Franklin, I've never heard of this. You draw yet. a line in the middle of the paper and you do pros on one side and cons on the other. If the pros outweigh the cons, the client has to say yes. The Columbo <laughs> clothes is the, the customer says no. And you get up from the, the office table and you say no problem. And you leave to leave their house. And as you touch the doorknob, you look back over your shoulder like Columbo does and says, I just have one more thing that I need to ask. Ah. <laughs> now, the best one is the porch light clothes. Now, listen to this shit. I'm telling you, this is real stuff that we were taught. <laughs> okay. The porch light clothes is, hey, I've said everything that I've had to say. I'm going to go back and sit in my car. And when you and your wife or you and your husband are ready to have me come back in, just come back and flip on the light switch on your home and I'll know to come back into your house. What it says is I will not leave until you tell me yes or no. You're forcing the client to say <laughs> all of that shit. Now you got to understand something. I love people a lot. Mm -hmm. No way am I going to do that to anybody. Dude. Saying, I've never heard of any of those. I've certainly never used them, but they, they made me laugh. Slimy <laughs> as hell. Yeah. But the, the, these were sales tactics that they used to teach 10 men salesmen to close jobs. And I'm just listening to this stuff going, I don't want to be this kind of human being. 
So what I did is, which most people do, which we're helping educate them out of, is they go to, fine, I'll just give you a huge discount. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dude, you just did in two weeks, you just, you just cost yourself a month and a half of profit. You Mm -hmm. would have been better off sitting on your ass doing nothing. You know, that's something I've really had to work on with my guys is um especially since covid everyone was wanting to cut prices so we could go to work and i'm like i'd rather not work and keep the prices intact and you know work on internal stuff for the company because at the end of the day you know if if we take if we take a big hit in price a big hit in what we can charge we are just working for free and that is all, all we're working and we're paying money to come to work and i see that in entrepreneurs all the time where they take that last minute discount and then they work their bills out and they're like, shit, it costs me money to go to work this week. And um, what I like about how we sell and about attraction-based selling is it gets rid of all of that. Yes, it does. So how did you discover that? So part of it was part of it was through the process that I was just telling you, like I'm being taught. So I move up to New England. Let's go back on that. Okay. So I I move up to New England and they start, like I become immediately the number one salesman in this company. And so he decides investing in me is going to be a good thing. Mm -hmm. And I go to these sales trainings and they're teaching me all this stuff and it goes against everything I've ever done to build rapport with people. So what I start doing and this is how I first met Ryan Stuman. In 2011, I start putting videos on Facebook, on YouTube, and then putting them on Facebook going, okay. hi, my name is Chris Whitehead. Um, this is our company. This is our design build room. As you see, there are selections here. And I'm just letting you know, this is the face that's going to see you at your front door when you call in for a, an appointment. I just wanted to say hi to you. So I learned about attraction marketing by doing some of it way, way before it was ever there and having some results. Like people would go, dude, you were the guy in the video. I'd be like, yeah, it's me. (laughs) That overcame that weird, like, welcome into my home, come sit down, let me talk about my project. It was more like a conversation. They already know you. And as soon as I started building no like trust, the jelly beans were being added into my jar. And all I made sure that I did was understand exactly what they were asking for, give suggestions where I thought I could, because I was supposed to be the expert at remodeling. So, you know, I know you want the addition here, but if we put it here, it gives you more room, costs you less money. You know, we can't move a toilet that far across the room. It just, we're going to leave a big, you know, soffit in the middle of your kitchen downstairs, you know, but I would just handle those issues. And then I would just say, here's the price. And what I found is that my closing ratio was double anybody else's in the company just by attracting these people in. Yeah. And in 2015, when I started my remodeling company, it was 100% organic. We run a multi-million dollar company with no paid advertising, dude. Mm-hmm. And and people are like, I see your videos, um, I read your post online. Yeah. I'm, I'm just being yeah. me all the time. And and as long and this is what I tell my guys that sell. I'm like, look, they've already watched all of our stuff. So all you have to do is not be different then what I talk about on our videos and everything's going to be fine. And my guys go in and do the same thing and they're closing 100, 200, $300,000 months of remodeling where other people are struggling. We're, we're breezing, breezing right through it because we've touched our clients 20 or 30 times before they even call us. Yeah. I don't even know who it's reaching. We're just putting the information (laughs) out there. They just see it, you know? 
as I say, I mean, it's the same down here for me with real estate. Um, I do no advertising, no paid advertising whatsoever. And there's just a consistent stream of people saying, hey, can you help me with this? Hey, can I get your opinion on this? Hey, can I pay you some money to come do this? And it's it's from the last four years consistently. And I got a lot more consistent when I joined Apex, but it's just yeah. been consistently you know, being a resource and, and, and giving value to the community. <clears throat> so did you pick this up kind of by yourself and figure it out or did you have some mentors along the way because i know you said you were kind of familiar with ryan is there any any other folks along this journey that have been super influential to you yeah so my late business partner he passed away from covid his name is lonnie robinson and he was my first mentor and i'll never forget um he had helped dude you gotta understand i'm i'm an ignorant <laughs> entrepreneur completely ignorant. I've moved to New England. I've divorced my wife. I'm trying to recover from hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt from being divorced and, and shutting the business down. And I'm lost. And I, I meet this guy out of DC. His name's Lonnie Robinson. And he just gets on the phone and talks to me for two hours. And I just felt like my, a big brother had just reached down and put his arm around me. And so he became my mentor and he helped me out with some, uh, some things I was doing in the online market space with personal development, I was selling some stuff. And I just reached out to him. And I said, dude, if there's anything I can ever do for you, please let me let me know. And he goes, dude, and this is what successful entrepreneur mentors will do. I found out because I'm more like that now than not. He goes, dude, I don't know you. I don't know how you can help me. And I think what he was saying is, do you know, if I had a dollar for everybody that says, you know, let me know if I can help you, but I was sincere. Right. And so I took it as a challenge. So I started becoming an affiliate for him before he even made me one. I was just throwing him leads like, Hey dude, this guy needs a funnel. This guy needs a website. This guy needs another funnel. This guy needs a landing page, blah, blah, blah. And he approached me and became my business partner. And over that eight year period of time, I got a very strong crash course in online marketing because that's what he was, was an information digital broker. Yeah. Uh, networking, everything that I knew nothing about because I was in the brick and mortar world, he showed me how to do online. And he just passed away um, this last uh, March or April. Um, and uh, that was really, really rough. But um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be where I am in life or in business without him. And it really set the bar very high for me about what a mentor needs to look like, you know, because mm -hmm. it was far beyond just a value of money and information exchange. We became best friends. Oh, man. Well, hopefully, hopefully there'll be more mentors uh, in the future. I already got them, brother. <laughs> Ryan Stuman, Thomas Keenan, Jeff Ducharme. Those are my mentors now. Mm -hmm. And um, <laughs> I, dude, uh, to say my mind has been blown is an understatement. Yeah, I can only hang out with those guys for just a minute or two because there's always so much. It's like drinking from a fire hose when you go up there. Yep. You know. Yep. But <laughs> just so, just powerful powerful men who are on a mission, and um, I'm grateful. I don't think I would have been ready for it if I hadn't worked with Lonnie first. But he allowed me. So Lonnie's the kind of guy that he literally hung out with Michael Jordan, right? Mm -hmm. And Lonnie was telling me a story one time about how he's hanging out with Michael with the camera. And Michael just says, put the camera away, man. You're already here. <laughs> and what he was trying to say is quit being a fanboy and be my boy. Right. And so one of the things that I learned 
you know, with Ryan and Thomas and Jeff is I just showed up as me and, you know, I'm being respectful, but at the same time, I'm not going to idolize you. I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to do what you did. I'm going to earn your respect by the work that I do. And I found that to work extremely well. And Lonnie's the one that taught me how to do that. I'm just over here taking notes right now, mate. That's why I like bringing you guys on. It's like I get an hour's worth of free coaching all to myself and then just share it with the rest <laughs> of the world. That's that's a hack right there. So I want to touch for a little bit on Apex and as your role as the director of the executive coaches, man. Dude, what is that like having um, access to so many top performers and being able to be a, a lighthouse for them? Um, it's humbling. It's definitely a gut check. And then because I'm sure you have this too, there's a little teeny Rocky Balboa in me that just the drum starts beating and I go, <laughs> all right, if this is who I'm supposed to be. What the fuck does this need to look like? And I'm going to stand up and be that man. And Sam, I'm doing it by God's grace. And, you know, my friends and my wife, especially, but um, it, it's a calling to be a better version of who I am. And I, I love it because of that, because, you know, one of my clients has over a thousand employees. <laughs> He's 60 some years old. Yeah. And I'm yeah. supposed to teach him something. And there, there's a different way of coaching him than coaching someone that has just earned their first $2 million. And so those nuances allow different parts of me to shine that are important with my clients. But more importantly, is now we have these amazing alpha coaches. Mm -hmm. and, and I have to make sure that I'm not like, boom, but I'm more like, hey, what are we doing? And so it becomes a mastermind inside of a mastermind. And um, I'm very honored to be, you know, one of the leaders of that. I'm not the only leader for sure. You know, Ryan's there, Thomas there, right, Jeff's right. there. Right. But um, but it's my job to disseminate the information and to uh, start creating the think tank of how are we going to eventually have tens of thousands of people in this network and what is it going to be moving toward? Because my goal, um, and you, you've probably seen me cast it out there we are the number one mastermind group in the world mm -hmm. and um and i know what that means i understand the integrity behind that and so my goal is to see the people that come through apex whether it's level one two or three ascend those levels make that money and then turn around and build a legacy and leadership um in their communities i think we'll change the world that way Dude. and I'm That's an outstanding goal. So is that, as, as you as you just mentioned, like scaling to <clears throat> thousands and thousands of people through the program, you know, one of my next questions is, you know, what does the future look like for Chris? But um, let's let's be a little little broader because I know there's a lot of Apex guys listen to this. What does the future look like over there? At Apex? Yeah. Ex ex aside um, from exceedingly, exceedingly good. I mean, you know, the, there's so many top minds in the room. Yeah, what's, what's so ima imagine imagine this man imagine that is you're in a room and as far as your eye can see to the left and as far as your eye can see to the right you know these people because they're your family mm -hmm. you know what works for them you know what doesn't work for them because the network is so strong it allows you to know where their strengths and weaknesses are without them even telling you then you have a leader that pre preaches integrity 
And he not only preaches integrity, he displays it in front of you, the good, the bad, and the ugly, because Ryan's willing to do that. Mm -hmm. And then it calls you for to be the best leader that you are. It really so does. Then you, bring your, yeah. then you bring your family, your children and your wife into that, and you can leave them alone in the room with other leaders. It's like a Spartan army is how I see it. Um, I, my job is not to protect myself with my shield. My job is to protect the man to my left with my shield. Mm -hmm. And so if I drop my shield, I become the reason the whole thing falls apart but it's always in service to the greater cause. And that's what's happening. And when you enable people to become so financially successful that the money is not something that they think about anymore, we all know that when enough specific gravity hits that cup, the gratitude overflows. And the first yes. thing you want to do is go give it away. Mm -hmm. And so we are building a community of people that are strong, like-minded leaders who want to continue to give that knowledge away to produce stronger leaders for generations to come. Dude, that's outstanding. Man, I get so much joy out of giving. Like, I want to share that with everybody. I want to teach them what we do so that they can give as well, man. It's like, yeah. I get so much joy out of it. Um, dude, along this journey, that's probably been one of the things that has surprised me the most. Um, when I switched my business from focusing exclusively on the dollar and focusing on service and focusing on giving, um, I, I was shocked at the results. What would you say one of the biggest surprises you've discovered along the way has been? So I had the last little bit of desperation for money in me. And I reached out to Ryan privately. And I said, look, man, there, everybody in here is referring other people and they're getting affiliate commissions and doing blah, blah, blah. And I said, why don't we make it since it's your network? Why don't we make it so that the only approved affiliate links have to come through Break Free Academy? It'll be, you know, three to $5 million a year in, in extra revenue for the company. And he goes, I'll think about it. And I go, okay, cool. I think I've made a good idea. You know, I'm, I'm going to help the company make money. <laughs> and he reaches back out to me in a DM and he goes, Chris, I all day long, all I do is give referrals to people. And he shows me a couple of examples of it. I'm like, mm -hmm. cool, cool, cool. And he goes, you know what? I think we just need to leave it the way that it is. He says, you know, what you give out comes back. It might only come back, you know, half the time, but he said, that's okay. I've done pretty well so far for myself. And in that moment, I understood his level of integrity wasn't about making profit and making revenue. His, his integrity meant that he wanted his people in his organization to succeed. And that was the last straw that broke the camel's back for me having any doubt about being a part of Apex for life. I love that. Yeah, man. And there are many of them, but that was my big aha of realizing don't be a self-serving puke anymore for money. You know, it's much bigger than that. And maybe I get to live, you know, that kind of lifestyle if I stop focusing on that, but really focus on doing the right thing for people. Dude, for me, it was, it, it was really similar. It was like a switch went one day. Like, what are you, what are you, what are you leaving for the kids? What's it going to look like after you're not here? What's, what's going to be on your gravestone? As long as my gravestone, right? As long as it says, man, he was a good dude. That's pretty much all I want on there. You know, that's, uh, <laughs> that's my, need it. don't worry. <laughs> so man, I, I'm having so much fun. I got a couple more questions. I really don't want to wrap this up. I just want to be greedy, uh, with your time and keep going, <laughs> but man, I got a couple more questions uh for you and and one of them i always ask you know what would you go back and, and tell 24 year old chris 
starting out right now but like let's look at apex and uh, if you could shout one message out to entourage right now to the guys that are several steps behind you uh looking to come up if you could give them one message that isn't do the damn work um what, what would that message be have faith oh, have God. faith believe see most people i'm going to tell you something man um and i make a lot of money coaching people on this one topic you don't have what you want because you don't know what you fucking want and you need to take a little bit of time to figure out what you actually fucking want because that's exactly what's going to show up in your life whether it's good or bad that's exactly what you want because that's what you believe in. But if you'll take time to sit down with a piece of paper in a quiet time for 20 to 45 minutes and write down what I want is, and you get rid of all that material bullshit and you think, okay, I'm done. Nah, motherfucker, you're just getting started. Because what comes after should make the hairs on your arms rise, should make you cry out of your eyes, grateful to be alive that you got to experience even writing that down. And if you can stay in that spot for just long enough to start producing some results, it becomes a perpetual machine that will build the income so that you can go live that dream out in front of yourself. Damn. And it's the most powerful thing in the world to understand a human being that knows what they actually want. Man. That's just, I, I kind of just want to be quiet. Let that sink in. <laughs> this, I mean, the the biggest mistakes I've made always revolve around the fact that I don't know where I'm going. You know, the last business, the the, the last big business I had, um, it had no direction except let's make some money. You know, yep. and think now if I'd have had direction and put all that money in different places where it's supposed to go and everything. Um, but I do it now about once a quarter. I sit down and figure out where I'm going and what's next on the list and, and, and all that other stuff. Um, man, <laughs> you went deeper than I thought then, Chris. Sorry. It's <laughs> part of who I am, bro. It's all good. It's all good. So um, with the exception of yours, <clears throat> Becoming Iconic, which did just hit bestseller on, uh, on Amazon. Yeah. Congratulations. Uh, with the exception of yours, what's a couple of books that you would consider absolutely paramount? for the guys listening that they need to go ahead and read. So Thomas Keenan has a book called unfuck your business. And it's all about, Oh my God, dude. I, I just, so good. <laughs> it's so powerful for your business and for your personal life. But um, the core values lead into creating standard operating procedures. And Thomas is a master at being a COO. Mm -hmm. um, that book is a short read and it's, it, it can be so easy to just not implement it. Mm -hmm. if you're willing to take the time and do some of those exercises um it's it's a must-have book i wish that i had that book when i first like literally if i would have just started out in business and somebody said to do this i don't think we would be having this conversation i'd be in a completely different place in my life right that's how powerful that book is um ryan has a book called g-code that i think is uh extremely powerful and it's a good opportunity for people to understand what his vision is for apex uh, another book is by Tim Grover, Relentless. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's um, it speaks to the who are you? Are you a closer or are you a cleaner? And you want to be a cleaner. Um, those are some of the most important books for me. This is what I would say to anyone. Um, I'm on a 28 day book challenge where I read one book a day for Damn. 28 days. Yep. And I'm on day, I'll tell you, hold on one second. Um, I am on day, uh, 
I'm on day 24, so I'm almost done. And this is what I've realized. Um, the more information that I put in that I just allowed my subconscious to filter through, the better I'm becoming and the faster I'm becoming it. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking just how-to books. I, I'm, I'm reading biographies now. Um, I'm taking in information in so many different ways. And when you have a vision, when you want to know where to go, it's amazing where a nugget will fall out of a fiction book even. Yeah. Or a yeah. movie that you're watching or your wife speaks and you just like, say that again? What'd you just say? You know, so um, take as much as you can in. But those two books um, are really, really powerful books I think everybody should read. And it was, uh, was G-Code that, that it was Sales Talk with Sales Pros that led me to Hardcore Closer Podcast that led me to G-Code that led me to Apex that led me to where I'm at right now, man. So that, that G-Code book was uh, hugely influential. Um, I'm almost at 1,600 points now, so it's... Uh, Congratulations, man. Man, <laughs> there's never... I. I miss too many days. I, I get too many ones. I do my gratitude in the morning and I fall asleep on the couch at night before I write down those wins. So uh, <laughs> I, I got to work on that a little bit still. Chris, is there anything else you would like to add or toss out to the audience? Because um, here in a second, I'm going to ask you your socials and we'll get this wrapped up. But is there anything else you want to let the guys that are listening today know? Yeah, I want to let you know that if you're listening to this, that it's not over for you, no matter how painful it is right now, no matter what the hell you've gone through, no matter what you've done in your life that you can't even forgive yourself for, I'm here to let you know that you matter. I'm here to let you know that you were born with a purpose in mind and do you do not fucking let anything take you away from this earth until you figure out what that purpose is and you get to apply it. That's what I believe. Dude, you're, you're like a prophet, man. I, I, I could listen to you all day. Where can my guys go and find you and follow you on social media? Uh, the easiest way is the Chris Whitehead. My name's spelled with a K, so it's K-R-I-S Whitehead. Uh, on Facebook, the Chris Whitehead, official Chris Whitehead on Instagram. And you can always go to my website, chriswhitehead.com. Check out my book, uh, get in contact with me. I'm happy to get on a phone call and talk business or life with anybody. Well, man, it's been an absolute privilege and an honor getting to interview you, Chris. Uh, I hope we can do it again sometime here yeah, in the we'll future. Do it again, and uh, man, for those of you that are listening, please go check out Chris's socials. We'll put all the links up in the uh, in the feed. And uh, man, this has been a, a really one of my favorite interviews so far. Thank you, Chris, for being on. And thank you guys for listening. We will catch you um, on Friday for this week's episode of Friday Fire. Again, do me a favor. If you have gotten any value out of this, run over and uh, give Chris a follow over there and uh, click on his links. And uh, he'd appreciate that. All right, you guys, stay safe. Have a great week. This has been the Small Business Surgeon Podcast. If you've made it this far, you clearly like it. So go on iTunes and leave us a five-star review. This helps people find the show and spread the good word. Share with friends and follow us at Small Business Surgeon on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you for your follow-up next week. The Small Business Surgeon was recorded at Texas Media Foundry in historic downtown Bryan, Texas. Check them out at txfoundry.com or on social media at txfoundry. Thanks for tuning in.